0: Return of the Mac, once again, Return of the Mac, what to get? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Welcome, welcome, welcome to everyone to the JB Font channel. I'm your host, James Fontleroy. It is so good to see everyone here on this afternoon. It is August 16th, 2022 on a Tuesday at 2 p.m., Just to let you guys know, the JB Font Show is available on all major podcast platforms like Anchor, Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, so you can subscribe to me there. I'm also on the Revolutionary Blackout Network, so you can catch me (laughs) on RBN on the JB Show on Sundays at 1, the RBN Live on Tuesdays at 4, and you can catch me on the Savvy and JB Show on Thursdays at 6. And also, just a warm... Thank you to everyone who contributes to me on Patreon, as well as coffee, and as well as other platforms. Without you guys, the lights would not be on. So I appreciate it from the top and bottom of my heart. If you are new to the channel, please make sure to hit that subscribe button. And if also you like what you're seeing, click the like. And also the notification bell, just to let you guys know that you like what you're watching and you want to see more of it. Today, I actually have my brother from another mother, the host with mm. the most, right? I have with me Compton J from RBN, my brother from RBN with me. CJ, it is so
1: good to see you. How are you doing? I'm doing good, sir. How are you? Always uh Happy to be on your channel uh, and support Solidarity, but I'm doing great. What's up?
0: Yeah. So I have to tell you something because I've been thinking about this and I'm like, man, should I tell him this or should I? Okay. So every single time I see Keith Sweat, I think about you.
1: <laughs> Why? Because my I, lineup or something? <laughs> yes. And I'm just like,
0: uh, whenever I see Keith Sweat, I'm just like, I'm like, make it last forever. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so I'm just like yo, that's uh, it's like I don't know. No. Like there's certain people in your life that when you see them and they're famous, they kind of remind you of different family members, right? This, do you yeah, I have that I, I, have,
1: I have that. I have that same I have that same thing. Yeah, I do have yeah. every time I think of that celebrity, I'll think of whoever the person is.
0: Yeah, like um, okay, so it's weird, but every single time I see open Winfrey, I think of my mother. I don't know mm. why, but I just do. <laughs> Every single time I see Stevie Wonder, I think of one of my uncles. It just happens that way. It's,
1: Is he know. blind, at least? No.
0: No, <laughs> no, no. No, 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 no. All the weed he smokes helps <laughs> against, you know, the glaucoma. So, <laughs> he's, he's not blind. I know. But, yeah, it's just it's just interesting how you see certain people and, then you know, just think of you know the fame you see these famous people and they just remind you of somebody in your life and then you kind of see the similarities between them it's just like wow okay that's cool so I, I do know, I, I just... have
1: the same I have the same same thing with a couple of people yeah yeah <laughs> uh
0: and, and any particular famous person that that you're like man that reminds uh, me of a uh, family member
1: Drake Drake is one of them where really? any Drake song yeah and then um I I mean I I probably have a lot. Uh, Holly Berry is another one from my one of my cousins. Um, okay. and then uh, what's the dude name? Everybody hates Chris, the father. Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah. One of my brothers, Jerry- like yeah, he's one of my brothers of, of, of him. Cool, yeah. cool. Terry Crews, nice. Okay.
0: Yeah. So um, one of the things that I want to do is because you're in this space, and particularly because of a lot of us who are Black in this space, is to encourage people like us who aren't affluent, who are just working or poor, to speak out more. Um, Really, the most you need is a cell phone and a decent connection, and you really can just do this and use your voice, right? And that's how a lot of us got our start. But because of that, it actually opened the door to a lot of people who don't hear from us as often as they should. And so I, I'm kind of, in a sense, using you as an example, as somebody who's working, who says, look, CJ's doing it. You can do it. We're encouraging you to do so. You know what I mean? So that's one of the, the primary purposes. And I think. One of the great things about you is that you have a you have through your example encouraged people to jump into the space, not just in media, but also between you, Nick, Rome, Savvy. You guys have been encouraging people to get out into the streets to really make a mark to let people know the power that they have. So, I, first of all, I want to thank you for that. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. No, it's it's. Um... It's I mean I'm I'm learning as I'm going and from other people that inspire me too. And then I'm mm-hmm. just passing along, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: what we can do. That's that's really how we're gonna be able to mm-hmm. kind of re-educate, de the, the program from the from the propaganda. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. each one teach one. And that's yes, that's really how it's gonna work. Yeah. And and
0: as far as, you know, and that is actually a really great segue into my first question. So, of course, you are a commentator. You're now a political activist. You are an advocate. Can you give us a brief summary of how you got into that space and, and what helped you to move into this independent media space?
1: Um so yeah so it was the pandemic that that got me to thinking to do this and it was because we were locked in the house for a while um it shut down one of my projects so i you know before this i was doing um i had a uh uh comedy group uh which is like comprised up of like uh Producers, editors, audio people, actors, um, uh, whatever you need, video editors and whatever you need to create content. So we were on a set like we were in the middle of shooting a a a pilot that I was going to pitch to Snapchat because, you know, Snapchat has. Yes. So we was in I was in the middle of shooting this pilot. It was called Fantastic Felines of Football. And it was about a women's football, a women's flag football league. But it's a comedy. Um, And it was and it was like it was like uh, if you think of mean girls five years after they graduate and then they all kind of come back together and say, hey, let's do this league. So it's like all these cliques of girls who were cliques in high school, you know, the they came back. So anyway, so we were filming that we were probably on the second second week of that. Then the pandemic hit and I, I we were like, Oh, so we'll resume this in three week, three months after this pandemic thing is over with, you know, that's yeah. that's because at the time they were making it seem like this was gonna be very short. Uh-huh. So we were like, Yeah, in three months we'll resume and, and, and pick back up on the schedule. Like, yeah, it sucks, but because this is a whole this is like 60 people that's wow part of that's part of this whole fun, you know, this whole thing, and it just had to be put on hold. So um, so yeah, so because of that and, you know, at home is boring, not able to go out and do stuff. So I, I start going back on other social medias because Instagram, I was kind of over Instagram long over Facebook. Mm, everybody is like, what, a, you know, what other, <laughs> what other platform can I kind of start doing stuff? So I went back to Twitter cause I had a Twitter account. For back when I was a promoter, that's another story. I was a club promoter. So back when I was a club promoter, I had this account that was my club promotions company. Got it. So my club promotions company, and, you know, it had a lot of just following club people, go-go dancers, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I went back, and then that's when I, I don't know. I just started hearing politics, like people tweeting stuff. I never liked the design of Twitter. That's what kept me off of it because I didn't like Mm. the openness of it. But then when I got back, that's when I found the political community on Twitter. And that's really what took off for me. Mm. Mm. Once I found that community of people, you know, the Nick, you know, Nick in our, in RBN, the Ryans, um, I forget the other guy. I haven't seen him in a while, but he was big on Yellow Jackets, the the people, you know, the, the, uh, the movement in France, um, Oh, I can't yeah. remember who it was. Um, vest. Then there was an, yeah, yellow vest. And then there was mm-hmm. um another guy that was big on the left. And then he had some kind of sexual harassment. He got taken down. But anyway, I'm just giving oh, some man. of the background of the things that has happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, in the happening. evolution. Yeah. So mm-hmm. fast. So we, you know, we're I'm on. the Then the campaign hit. Bernie Sanders is running again in 2020. We're all. This is what kind of galvanizes the community. And mm-hmm. then. And then, you know, I'm going through my own personal, like, uh, rock bottom in my family. Like, I'm going through a traumatic experience. My, um, year was that? My son's best friend had been killed by the Long Beach PD. Oh so I, I yeah i think yeah that was in, that was during the pandemic so i was like uh going through a very traumatic time during that time which yeah. uh wasn't good for my family so uh hit rock bottom there and then that's when i'm like it's time for me to do what the fuck i want to do i'm like it's yeah. time for me to be who i want this is time yeah. for me to fuck everybody else's feeling. If your feelings infringes upon the way I speak or my tone, that's not a me problem. That's a you problem. So that's I when you. I begin. That's when I begin to go. I have a voice. Um, I've always been known to be a person who is aggressive in their arguing stance. Mm-hmm. Like people always thought that I was a lawyer. Oh, you, you went to law school? No, it's just that. Yeah, it's something I always wanted to do but never got around to it you know life this prote- this, pro- this proletariat life never allowed me to to double back and and do that um so I was like let me start making these videos so I started making these videos I lived in a dump. i lived in a back house on family property like a, a house that wasn't supposed to be a house like a garage converted so I was living there oh. like really bad situation <laughs> like um but I had took the room. And I painted the wall green, so I had a green screen, and got this desk that I still I'm using right now. <laughs> wow! Like it's like a little folding chair, and bought this mic with all the money I had. I started like driving for Uber, one of the delivery services or something like that, mm-hmm. to just get some mm-hmm. extra money, and then that's that's it. So that's wow. that's all she wrote. But it was a trap. It is a really traumatic time. These this uh this 2020 2019 for me 2018 oh and then there's a situation with my son this is the situation that kind of put me in despair uh going estranged from my son my my only son he's uh james jr uh just a situation that popped off with that um where i was a basketball trainer training them for basketball and Mm. um he's an alpha male i'm an alpha male so uh one morning he decided to feel froggy and get physical with his dad and i had to break his break him down to make him understand that wasn't happening and it was a lesson taught in that but anyway that 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 evolved into a, a whole bunch of things they tried to prosecute me and all this stuff Long Beach pd and they literally looked at the case and was like this is some bullshit." Defer judgment. Do do some bullshit and come back, and we're gonna just dismiss this because this this should never even be here. I was at court for five minutes. That's never happened in my life. But well, anyway, yeah. so it's a whole situation. I did a video on this, so this is not necessarily brand new news. I did a video years like when I first started doing this because somebody mm-hmm. tried to smear me about that situation. I'm like, you you don't even know what happened. And then when they found out, then they backed, They was like, oh, because they, they just assume something, Um, Mm -hmm. it's the police state. It's a whole different thing. I've been meaning to to tell that story, but it was a story of a black man standing up to the police state. Mm -hmm. I would show up in court and say, I would show up in court in these sessions and be like, I'm not afraid of anybody here. Don't think, like I would say it to their face. I'd be like, Mm -hmm. why is it only black and brown people here? Why is that? Mm -hmm. They didn't like that at all, and I was like, "I can, I can come here every month. You want to see my fucking face every month? I'll be here every month with the same demeanor. You're not gonna fucking break me. Yeah. You're not. But, yeah. but anyway, so that was the traumatic experience in my life that kind of put me on a different trajectory away yeah. from from Hollywood because I do mm-hmm. have a background in that. My brother uh, works for Chris Rock, so um, I, you know, I was oh, let me do this stuff. And then I'll have my brother as help that will kind of help me. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I had to deal with that. It it was a really traumatic experience to what happened with my son. Like it's, it's, it's like a loss, you know, Mm -hmm. but the person Mm -hmm. is still here. So like I had him, I had him with me. Like, like literally I'm training him. I'm the one taking him to school. Like, so it, it was like me and him. So to have him like removed from my life, that was very, very traumatic. And then to have his best friend be killed during that whole situation, Ooh. it was just on one thing on top of another PTSD, anxiety. I'm still dealing with this this trauma. I'm still dealing with all of this stuff. Not necessarily my son specifically, but just the trauma of people being killed Um, yeah. is it's very traumatic.
0: Yeah. So it's it's a lot of collective things that happen. And a lot of times when you go back to the source of a lot of things that happen in your life, you start to pinpoint, well, maybe if this didn't happen because of that. And then a lot of times you start to get to the financial aspects of it, the economic aspects. And it's like, well, maybe if we had, you know, the type of like access to family counseling that a, that a universal health care system that would afford us, then maybe we could, uh, you know, or, you know, it, when it comes to, you know, people working in a certain, you know, ha- you know, it could be somebody who's sleep deprived, who, you know, hit somebody with their car, but what if that person wasn't sleep deprived, because, you know, they didn't have to work all these different hours in order for them to make you know enough to survive then maybe that person wouldn't have been sleep deprived and hit that person the car there's so many things that it it Mm -hmm. just you know it it develops and so you know i just you know i i i feel for you man and you know it's
1: so many stories man that's what it's 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 layers on top of layers and that's probably half the situation i still haven't gotten to my cousin being shot it was shot last year. Like, like oh, it's, it's just stuff. Yeah, stuff on. It's stuff on. Mm. It's stuff, on uh, stuff on top of stuff. So, yeah. you know, that that's the situation. But I'm not unique because the proletariat has a lot of traumatic experiences. This is why we smoke weed. This is what you think that is black culture. Oh, we we smoking. That's that is helping through trauma. That is yeah. helping through trauma. That is helping us through trauma. This connection or this idea that that's sort of like our culture to be on you know marijuana smokers um and it's for yeah. that reason
0: well i mean we have to self medicate because the system won't won't actually help us with our health care in the first place
1: right right right, right. it's you a know? it's a it's a it's a it's a cycle that uh just it's you know it's terrible it's terrible mm-hmm. to think it's terrible yeah. to think but but that's that pushed me to do the work so I just, mm-hmm. and I just been moving further left. Remember, I started out as a democratic socialist. Proudly had that on my Twitter. We yeah. all did. We all did. I was just about to say, yeah, Ryan had it, you had it. I yeah, remember me. Nick had some, Like, we all had it, and just to think back now, like, I had no way am I a democratic socialist. <laughs> no, <shit. Yeah>. no, <laughs> no way. No, just no. as I learned yeah. the subjects and the topics and learn more about it, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm mm-hmm. a lot further left than this. Then it's democratic yeah. socialist nonsense. And then yeah. um, you know, then met my my brothers and my sisters in the struggle. Yeah. And that's all she wrote. We told Rome, I told Nick and Rome, I was like, Yeah, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna have this channel, we're gonna we're gonna do, you know, do these things, and we didn't know who it was when we were talking at first before we started mm-hmm. identifying people, and that's how it started. Yeah. And for some odd reason, you guys chose me. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. No, I'm you were a, a staunch oh, advocate. <laughs> you were a staunch advocate, but your approach was like uh, softer. So that's like, it, it's what I like about RBN is that we have different, we have some over, like, all of us I would consider our leaders are because we all leaded started our own channel we all did our own thing wasn't like you started doing this when you had you already had a channel nick had a channel i had a channel sabby had a channel um and so when we you know when we uh came together all these different personalities happened to be almost like oceans 11 like the 18 whatever analogy one because we have a role like you're the passionate run Rome is like the man of the streets. Like Nick is like the foreign policy nerd or just the political nerd. Like, uh, uh, a a savvy is like the surgical professional that's going to come in and surgically remove your heart. And, and then when she's gone, you're going to figure out your heart is gone. That's (laughs) that's what savvy does. Right. She's the professional. (laughs)
0: Right.
1: And then, and then you have, uh, uh, me, I feel like I'm more of righteous anger. Yeah, I'm yeah. the one that's gonna be like, "You want to know my, how intense our anger is about the police state?" Yeah. CJ, here you go. And then I come yeah. in and I'm like, "Okay, let me tell you." No, like, so I just feel like we all have a space and why, and that's why um, it works. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, yeah, love it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, perfect, perfect.
1: Thank you so much for
0: that very nuanced answer uh, of, as to how, because a lot of times people wonder, like, how do you become a socialist or a Marxist or a communist? Like, how do you get into that? And I, I, I love how um, Olami Ishtela from the uh, mm. African People's Socialist Party put it. He said that people from foreign governments didn't radicalize us this system is what radicalized right. us.
1: Right. Exactly. And
0: so a lot of times so true. we go through this and we're like, okay, this ain't working. Something's got to change. We notice that politicians aren't doing it. So it get, who's that following? Us. Let's get it done. And then once we start doing that, then you notice, oh, there are certain different types of of apparatuses that are literally killing our leaders right now. Even if we try to start something, hmm, we have to move smarter in this space because guess what? They don't like us. And then that's when, you know, we start moving. We start having to shift and move in different ways. And it's just a lot, man. And, you know, one of the things that I'm actually happy about is that, you know, we're the growth that we've had over the last year, like, holy shit, (laughs) you know? Uh, Yeah, it's been
1: pretty astronomical. It's been pretty fast and like overnight kind of success. It's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: But with that speed, there comes uh, speed bumps or sometimes potholes. Mm -hmm. So my next question is, what is one of the biggest lessons that you've learned since moving to this space?
1: Uh... What is the biggest lesson? Well one of them. I I guess one of the biggest lessons is that learning what what actual left is, like Mm -hmm. I I had the impression of left that the same the duopoly was given out. Yeah. So that was something that woke me out um in in this space when I uh yeah, when I got to the space was just this understanding like wow i'm over here in the ocean thinking i'm all in the left space and it's like no it's actually <laughs> it's actually over there it's actually over there yeah and i was I like know. what
2: yeah and i was
1: yeah. like what so that was that's probably one of the bigger lessons and then another lesson i think all of us in RBN, maybe not so much you mm-hmm. learned how we're learning how to work together because there's a lot of clashes in the beginning mm-hmm. um yeah. Not with everybody, but there were some clashes in the beginning, but just learning how to work in a space with other people yeah. who are very vocal, that's mm-hmm. that's something that's still ongoing and learning right now. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, Absolutely. And so what advice would you give to people who want to get in this space, especially those of us who are black and brown and disenfranchised?
1: um so this this particular topic of new people joining the the media space on the left i've always pushed this in the last maybe eight months i haven't i've i've kind of backed off of it since the last crop of people so i used to put out little tweets hey if you want to become a podcaster come on under my wing i'll you know show you the ropes and did two like i think two batches of people Mm-hmm. Um, and had them on Populous Voice. They were kind of doing their thing, and now they spun off and done, got their own thing called the People's Voice. Is the last uh, batch of people. So I'm all for this. I think that considering the censoring, considering the suppression mm-hmm. that is put on the left, we may not have people left people who are have a you know a million followers anymore or subscribers. Mm-hmm. We may have to have ten thousand. People that have 10,000 subscribers, that may be the way that we have to do this. It just has to be more people doing the work since they're uh, suppressing us. But the advice I would give is just you if you have the equipment, which is a phone, that's all that's required, then you could do it. Don't Mm -hmm. put off to say, oh, I got to wait till I get this this blowing mic oh i gotta wait till i get a nice background don't 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 put yourself because don't put yourself on that sort of uh where you're where you're uh stalling Mm -hmm. because you can you always think of a reason not to do it so you just have to jump in
2: Mm -hmm. and do
1: it uh layla layla or lila from the um what is her podcast? The Pat and Pat and Lila's podcast. Oh, Punch Up the Punch Up podcast. Yeah, Punch up. Um, she yeah Punch Up. She she was um, she started out with PVN. <laughs> she used to have a show called The Happy Hour, where mm-hmm. they would drink or smoke as they're talking about uh, mm-hmm. politics. So she's another one who kind of started out, and now she has her own podcast with Pat the Burner. Mm-hmm. So it's it's i think every if you if you're wanting to do it um get started just all you need is a phone and mm-hmm. you can get started
0: yep yep i mean and, and one thing i say to people who are watching if you would want to get into the space look if you have a phone and a, an a, and a okay internet connection you're good now if you're saying oh well my background's not good take takes take some sheets that you have and yeah in your, and then take some thumbtacks put them things up on the wall and just turn your camera on, and that's it. It ain't even got to be... Look, you don't even have to steam it or de-wrinkle it. We understand you're <laughs> poor just like we are. Look, yeah, look, what, what? Say this I'm is poor my bed, the man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: this
0: is... A, look, I, you know those spring, um, those spring type of For curtain? the shower? Those yeah, yeah. The shower that's what's going on these yeah. cartons. It ain't nothing to expect. Look, <laughs> and, and, look, it's not even
1: family dollar, man. Yeah. <laughs> No, they use those be, things in the they use those things in the yeah. hood because mm-hmm. some so as to way of not having to replace the infrastructure if it's broken, it's just mm-hmm. an easy cheap way of them going hey just just pop this in there, it's it's yeah yeah, yeah. capitalism yeah. capitalism yeah
0: you gotta hood your way through it sometimes <laughs> and that's the way it goes then that's the way it goes and but that's the thing like we're literally in a uh, an era where the access to us to be able to use our voice so that everybody who's like us can hear us instead of having to go through the inner workings of a television network or station. We don't have to do that anymore. We don't have to go to school for broadcast journalism. If we really want to study it, we can get that on, on YouTube, learn it, and then use it online for ourselves for free. So I think there's been a... A dissemination of knowledge that has helped us, and part of that is being, you know, uh associated with you know members of RBN, also talking to people on Twitter. Now I'm reading, I'm literally reading theory right I now, books.
1: <laughs> I saw, yeah. You know?
0: And so now this learning process is continuing to help us grow, but at the same time, it is not it's not excuse me as limiting as it is that it used to be for the rest of us and that is what it's like and the thing is is that there's a lot of people who don't like it because there's there's almost like a there was almost like a gatekeeping aspect to it back then right where still a little
1: bit today too but yes it is
0: (laughs) true true (laughs) but even even still, that gatekeeping aspect, now we can just wave it away because we're still in front of your face. You're still subscribing to our content, and we're still bringing the truth to you. And so I, I just love that, right? It's, it's great.
1: Yeah, this is why Obama was like, the internet is not that good for democracy. He said something like that. I forget the exact quote, but he says something like, the internet is not that good. And this is what they don't have the ability to... To be the only voice, and that's mm-hmm. what's killing their whole their whole thing um, in this, and that's why they're trying to suppress us on all of these platforms. Yeah. Like the things that they take us down for, the things that they that they say we get strikes for is like wow, like it's it's so telling what they're really doing and how it's mm-hmm. not really trying to protect anybody. So telling. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. And, you know, that whole thing about Obama stating allegedly that the uh, that the Internet's not good for democracy. Well, <laughs> part of my friends, but screw you. I mean, you know, because <laughs> my thing is, is like if you're if you truly are a proponent of democracy, you should want it to spread. That being said, then you want to democratize information you want to democratize the workplace you want to democratize as much as you possibly can because everybody has an equal say if you don't agree with that then wouldn't you be anti-democratic anybody who talks about they don't want democracy in the workplace i view them as totalitarian you know so
1: no i i i mean i agree and i think it uh i think that i think it shows i think it shows that c- Companies know people want democracies in the workplace. That's why they try to project. That's what they're doing. And, and Amazon is one of those companies oh, well. that's going absolutely ham at trying to act like they're about trans rights and blackness. It's like wow. It's like yeah. really as you as you union bust. That's, that's yeah. That's We're family. Get out yeah. of here. As you union busting.
0: <laughs> yeah, as you union busting. Hello, Elon Musk.
1: Yeah, I was actually Shit. thinking about reporting. This is why I want to get some equipment mm-hmm. um for the RBN channel to go out as a citizen journalist because there's a couple of Starbuckses where they're outside picketing that I could actually go down and yeah. cover and cover it. Um I just happened to pass it and I saw people outside picketing. And I saw the Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Um and I wanted to stop and it's like, wow, I don't have any. Now I do. You do need a little bit of equipment if you're out in the field. You got. You yeah. got to be able to hear people. You got to be able to. So that's yeah. a, that's a little bit uh, hard. I tried it without it. I tried it. Try to report on my phone, and it would the sound. They could see me, yeah. but the sound was just uh, the yeah. sound was just not there. So
0: yeah uh actually i reported on that on sunday uh that there's the the first starbucks to ever unionize in california they're going through a strike and uh Mm -hmm. one of our followers on twitter um i forget their name and i do apologize for forgetting their name but they also pointed out to us that uh the starbucks in boston has been going they've been doing a month-long strike now and so i want to give that some attention too on you know my next broadcast but uh but yeah so and and that's part of uh one of the things that we wanted to do was uh get out there and start being on the ground and doing the reporting there um for some of us it's easier said than done i mean i still got you know this going on so but um but yeah th- i mean and i can't wait for us you know to grow in that aspect so that's going to be really cool so i'm excited
1: for it it's going to yeah. happen i feel like i feel like I, all of these stations all of the old left media they gr- all grow the most under election year so cuz if you look back at like um the humanist report rational national if you just mm. google 4 years ago They were getting stuff. They were getting, they had a channel like ours just four years ago. It was the Trump presidency and those elections that blew their channels up. So um, I'm thinking, um, I was talking to Nick about this that this upcoming election season, because that's when people, even lay people, go to try to find political information and stories. So that's what happens during the elections is that right now we just have all of the intense people that's already in it. That's they're always watching. Then when the election come up, then you get the casual watchers that start to tune in more and start to, you know, YouTube and Google, Google more political things. So hopefully we'll see some exponential growth during this upcoming period. Yeah. So
0: by that, uh, man, you just keep walking into perfect segues, man. I got to have you on more often. But (laughs) the segues to my next question. This is actually a hypothetical question. Now, if you can't come up with an answer right away, that's okay. Because I know that you had no idea I was going to ask this question. But, hypothetically, you are now President of the United States. It is January 20th, your Inauguration Day. What are the first three actions you're taking as President within your first 100 days?
1: (laughs) I mean, how many executive warriors can I write? I mean, I'm literally doing... I mean, well, (laughs) I think I I I I know I can. But if you want to go for more, go ahead, (laughs) bro. Look, it's your world. I'm just a squirrel. (laughs) Yeah, like, like, of course, student debt. Like anything, I can, I can get rid of with me just signing it. Like that's gone. Like student debt, that's gone. If I, if I'm able to decrease the military budget in some sort of uh, military action, I think I, if I'm the you know commander in chief. Like that would be gone. I would, I would, if, if I'm able to eliminate, uh, all troops coming home, y'all coming home, y'all discharged from all the military services. Like I'm, all of that is getting, getting done. And then whatever executive action on the police state, um, I was able to do. So any executive action, like if I'm able to go, uh, you know, uh, no qualified immunity or something close to it or Mm -hmm. something like that. Like if I could do anything with the stroke of the pen for the police state, I would do the same with uh, minimum wage Um, and then climate change. So those, I think those are five things. Um, So police state, the military, climate change, student uh, wiping away student, anything I can do with my pen is Mm -hmm. a done deal. Um, Lobbyists are gone. Like you're not don't even you can't even come into the White House if you're a lobbyist or wherever they meet. Like you can't even if I can sign an order where lobbyists can't be something, then I'm signing an order that say lobbyists. uh, Mm -hmm. You know, I'm 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 flying around and I'm I'm going into a tangent now. I'm flying around to districts. I'm flying to West Virginia. Hey, West Virginians, all of you, I'm doing 10 rallies in West Virginia, all of you. are very poor let's explain why you're senator joe manchin let's explain you know in in uh, Mm -hmm. wherever uh mitch mcconnell is from let's explain why you're so poor why you're one of the poorer states and what's happening like these are all the things i would do like i would be like an almost like an activist Mm -hmm. like as a president and Mm -hmm. i mean i would have you know i I would you know i would put (laughs) people like uh you know maybe cornell uh west uh on my staff and other uh Mm -hmm. further left radicals on my staff yeah um just a whole different look but those are four five of the five top things the climate change the student action and the other things that i mentioned Mm -hmm. first things i would probably do when i get there
0: Nice, nice. Thank you so much. That was that was some good. Uh, you, you kind of reminded me of one uh, when Nick was on here when I asked him that question. He said one of the things that, and this is what I love about the nerdiness of Nick, because you gotta you gotta respect the nerdiness of it. He was saying that well because you are Commander in Chief, you have full control of the foreign policy Mm -hmm. or the military of the United States. So he said he would cut the military budget.
1: Oh, that's what I'm saying. If you could do it, I'm doing that. Yep. Yeah.
0: I was just like, okay. You know, (laughs) so I loved it. I was just like, yes, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So I, 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 those are all great uh, uh, answers by the way.
1: And I wait, Um, Oh, uh, Medicare for all. I forgot he could do that (laughs) under a pandemic. He can create an emergency and give everybody health care. So yeah. that would be immediate.
0: Yeah. Would, in fact, uh, would be
1: immediate. For, yeah.
0: In fact, just for the viewers, uh, that's actually uh, a law under Section 1881A of the Social Security Act. It was actually done in Libby, Montana, uh, to the people who are living there. So it actually gives the president the power under an emergency to give everyone Medicare. So really, the president actually can do that. That's actually the law. So right. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, add that. So we, I have a little bit of everything, climate, uh, students, mm-hmm. medical, mm-hmm. Uh, the mm-hmm. police state, the military. Those are probably the six things I would tackle first.
0: Okay, cool, cool. All right, so my next question to you is, because everybody talks about what, you know, their resolution for the new year and what they're going to change. I want to know what you're going to double down on. What are you doubling down on?
1: um i'm doubling down on you may have seen this i'm doubling down on the figures in left media that are still trying to sheep her the black community the left Mm. to the democratic party like Mm. we have to go ham at that group Mm -hmm. to detach the people who are listening to them from them as many people as we can detach to from listening to these these voices, the Jenks, the Sam Cedars, mm-hmm. detach people from that. So for me, that's that's uh, um, I'm going ham at that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, a, a lot of people who are continuously trying to reform a party that continuously screws, especially those of us to the Black community, ah, it's like, I don't know, it feels like you, you get a lot of people who say, well, you know, whatever method you're, you know, going to do, you know, do whatever you can to change the system. And my thing is, is there are people who are truly mean that. And if we're pushing towards direct action, they applaud us and they say, keep going. But then you have others that when we try to do that, then they look at us and say, well, you're doing it wrong or you shouldn't be doing it at all. And they kind of gatekeep on that. And then once we try to do it, then they talk down at us or talk against us or they are just. So gung ho about doing it through the electoral system that they don't even bother to uplift the voices of those who actually do want to do it through direct action.
1: They, for me, I look at it as it is a clear, uh, distinct, undeniable, uh disdain for people Mm -hmm. you have to team up with the professional managerial class hates the fact they have to team up with the working class they hate that fact Mm -hmm. so like so for me again i mean i'm I'm doubling back on what i already said um Mm -hmm. It is. It is. It is. I feel like RBN, and I'm kind of going on a tangent, but I, I feel like RBN is here to do that. Is here. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's. I feel like that's why we've grown so quickly. Is that people yeah. say, one, these people are authentic, even if they disagree. We have a lot of people that watch us all the time that disagree with us, but they say at least. You're being real with your position. You're not yeah. gaslighting the position or anything. And I can yeah. I can respect that. Like, and I can mm-hmm. and I, I'm the same way. Like I can respect the person who say, Yeah, I'm a racist, but I'm telling you up front that I'm a racist. than a yeah. person who's pretending to be my friend and who's actually working against us. And now this is this so let me zero in on this point. Okay. But it shows um how they don't care about us that they keep saying just keep voting and doing it and and seeing that nothing is coming of it yeah yeah you don't got health care yeah you're working 60 hours a a day which is affecting your family life because you can't be with your family yeah you're doing all of that but could you do that four more years could you do it four more years till we vote again like you like they don't have any care that you don't have health care they just yeah. go, oh, oh, like, as it like, what what does that do? Does that do?
0: <laughs> it doesn't do anything. That's that's the extent
1: no. of what they do. They oh they hit no. a like or they retweet. I did I did my deed for today. No, like there needs to be more. Now, if you're saying keep doing this thing that's not working, but in the meantime, let me go ahead and fund your health care. Okay, mm-hmm. let's let's work with that. But to say yeah. you're not even offering something as a go-between, as a bridge, until you're saying we're gonna get health care, you're just saying don't have it. Yeah. While you have it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the reason why I go hard at at the 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 left media structure too, because they all have these things. And they're yeah. telling all the working class to just keep doing the same thing to get you healthcare in twenty years.
0: Well, I mean, this kind of goes in line with what I was speaking about when I was with Jordan Sheridan uh, a couple months ago. Wow, it's been that long, but I was basically speaking about there seems to be there this this uh, class divide, right? That's on the left that you have ones who are very comfortable that say. We just need to reform the Democratic Party. We just need to reform things over the next few years. And then we'll finally have what we need. And we're saying we don't have time for that. And if we, you know, and it's like you may have time for it because you have health care. You have a decent, you know, living. You have a house that you can stay in. You have all these things that you ha- that you need. But people like me, and, and I was talking to uh, a comrade earlier. It says, okay, so you're telling me to wait, you know, for the next four years for another progressive. I want you to tell my landlord to wait four years.
2: <laughs> I want you to tell
0: the electric company to wait four years. I want you to tell the people who do my dialysis to wait in there for four years. I want you to tell my stomach to wait another four years.
2: Right.
0: Like tell tell them. And what are they gonna say to you? And so it's like, okay, if you're focused on that, I get it, but please do not sit here and block me when I'm trying to get my feet and help other people get their feet Mm -hmm. out in the streets too. If you wanna focus on that, great. But then you start to sabotage by telling your audience, oh, this person wants to team up with this person who voted for Trump against (laughs) wars. And i'm like but we're fighting against a war and here's my question to people and, and i i may get in trouble for this but it's whatever are you are you ideologically loyal or are you class loyal maybe 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 not ideologically loyal but are you party loyal or are you class loyal because you have People who are liberals who are super rich and you have people who are ultra-right who are super rich, but they are class loyal to the T. Yes. And they still team up with each other to screw you over. My thing is why aren't we, and I'm not saying team up with racists. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying people who are propagandized to believe the lies, they're propagandized to believe that Palestinian people are terrorists. They're propagandized to believe that, you know, the, you know, the undocumented immigrants are coming in to take the jobs. They're propagandized to believe that, you know, you know, they're propagandized to believe that, oh, billionaires earn their money, right? They're propagandized to believe that, right? But then they see something wrong with the system and they want to fight against that one thing. It's like, okay, let's take that and run with it and let's encourage them to move to a better position and i say that with this just like a lot of these people who are on the right who are saying we need to defund the fbi i go and instead of demonizing them and saying, oh well now you want to you know defund the fbi (laughs) we're (laughs) working four years ago i'm not going to tell them that i'm going to say you want to defund the fbi because of what they did to Donald Trump. Okay. Did you know that they also did this particular thing to Martin Luther King Jr. Do you know that they killed Fred Hampton? Do you know that they constantly go against us who are on the left or are black? And look at what they did a week before they did to Trump to the African People's Socialist Party. You're correct on that position. But I just want to enlighten you further on what they've been doing, even to our voice. They've been silencing us when it comes to free speech. Right. So you're right in that position. Now, let's start talking about spreading democracy into the workplace. And then that's how you do it. The thing is is that a lot of people want to continue to vilify people for not being at the same place that you are. And we Mm -hmm. can't do that. And like Savvy said in the stream, she said, those of us on the left, we can be condescending as hell. And that is something that we cannot afford. Our condescension needs to get tossed out the window. That ego tossed out the window because they're propagandized too. <laughs> they just haven't gotten to our position right.
1: yet. Or at least so, say it to your friends. Like don't <laughs> put it out. Like say it <laughs> to your friends. Like, damn, about <laughs> oh, time she damn, came on. Like, okay, <laughs> tell your friends. Like, or I'll go to JB or Nick. Yeah, man, it's about time, Marjorie Taylor Green. But don't, you don't gotta, you don't gotta put it out there. When you put it out there to them, like, no. Welcome aboard. I've tweeted about this before. You don't ask yeah. somebody who's been on the opposite side for this long, who's now on your side. Where the hell have you been? You just simply give them a weapon on the battlefield and say, let's go to war. That's yeah. simply what you do. You don't ask a bunch of um, uh, 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 questions. But I want to just address the one thing. Um, when you said we're not you don't mean teaming up with racists. That's never gonna happen. This is a fake hypothetical thing that yes. people who don't yes. want us to team up that keeps bringing this up. Yeah, they keep assuming. So the person who is this crazy racist is gonna want to team up with me. <laughs> you know <laughs> That's what I'm saying? So like it is so stupid. Yeah. Like that person is that racist. Why would he? He's not gonna. He's that person is not gonna want to team up with me. No. So what are you talking about? The one that they're describing because the one yeah. we're describing is somebody who's just misled. They're yeah. always wanna say, no, what about the person who's this and this? That person is never going to want to team up with me. So this They're is not. like a just a hypothetical nonsense that's always brought up. But yeah, I so I just wanted to say that is that that'll never happen. No,
0: and so. thank you for bringing that out because the thing is, what races do you know is going to want to team up with my queer black ass?
2: <laughs> that's
0: they're not gonna want to! And I don't thing. want to. So right. we stay apart. Like
1: go right. ahead.
0: Let, you know, stay up there. Like, take like the young <laughs>
1: patriots and the black panthers. If you mm-hmm. if you look at the when I did the the stream on them, I had some yeah. footage where they're talking. Mm-hmm. They had they had confederate flags when Black Panthers showed up. They but they were they were like like what you said, they were people who may have prejudicial races in you, like like background views because mm-hmm. they've been brainwashed through the system. Yeah. But they weren't to the extent where they burning stuff, where their whole point is being racist. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Their point isn't. So that's maybe that's a better way of saying yeah. it. We're not saying team up with people. Where their point is being racist. So skinheads, their point is being mm-hmm. racist. KKK, yeah. their point is not just a regular average Trump voter who thinks blacks uh take up all the welfare money because they've been told that that's yes. a different person that we're yeah. talking about. Their life has to. been misled to believe yeah. that. So, but yeah. No, I, and
0: that's the point. Because and and then, you know, according to the history. What happened when they were enlightened about, you know, the Confederate flag and these racist ideals? Remember that the young patriots actually stopped using the Confederate right, flag right. and they stopped and they started being anti-racist because right. number one, they saw that we're better together than we are apart. And that's the point. And even then when the young patriots ended up re uh, re re, uh, readjusting their thinking guess what happened some of the young patriots who were at a point of wanting to be racist they left they left yeah they, le- they they hightailed it out of there and so that's something that i you know i think people need to you know come to uh they need to come to terms with um now i only have a couple more questions uh because i know you got to get going soon um, this is going to be fun questions.
2: All
0: right. <laughs> you ready for some fun? Sure. But this is, this is not going to be an easy question though. Cause I, I, I know, okay. I know CJ likes to eat. Don't, don't let that slim exterior fool you. <laughs> don't let that fit exterior fool you. Homeboy likes to eat. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. So what's one food that CJ cannot live without?
1: Oh, that I can't live without. Yes. Uh, maybe between chicken and peanut butter. Like I eat a lot of peanut butter. Peanut
0: butter? Yeah,
1: I eat a lot of peanut butter. Crunchy or smooth? I I went crunchy about ten years ago. Oh yes, yes. (laughs) I was smooth for a while. That's because I didn't know. I didn't know about crunchy. I didn't know. I never had Ah. tried it, and I was like, yeah. So, hey, I'm only. I'm you hear funky. that, Savvy? He likes crunchy peanut butter, Savvy. You hear that? <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, yeah,
1: I, I love uh, chicken. Not <laughs> like fried. Not like fried chicken, but like baked chicken. Different types of baked chicken. Yeah. Uh, experiment with baked chicken. You know what I did? I started taking what? salad dressing oh, and yeah. marinating chicken in it. Yeah. So I took Italian dressing, put some chicken breasts in it, let it marinate overnight. And it, Ooh, yeah, it tastes pretty good. good. Just yeah. Cause it, just think about it. Salad dressing has all of the, the, the seasoning already in it. Yes. You don't need to put nothing yes. else in it. So that's why I just, you know, I tried it with Italian, balsamic, and some Balsamic's Caesar, one too. of these things, Caesar. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, peanut butter and probably chicken in some form. Yeah. Oh, I got a recipe. Okay, so the
0: chef, when I was in culinary school, my chef gave me a recipe for a no bake peanut butter pie. I'm going to share that with you. I'm okay. going to share it with you I'm gonna share it with all of y'all right now. Okay? So here's what you do, okay? You take uh you take peanut butter, right? You can do either crunchy or you can do smooth. I typically like to do smooth for this recipe. But you take smooth peanut butter, right? You whip it. Once it's whipped and softened, you add your granulated sugar. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Uh, not granulated. I'm sorry, uh, Confectioner sugar. You add confectioner sugar to it. I don't have the measurements, so don't come for me for the measurements. <laughs> just, wait, just do it, till it feels it good your, <laughs> do it till it feels good in your spirit. That's how we do it in the black community. Anywho, <laughs> so you mix it with that. And then once it fluffs up, then you take it out. Then you take whipped cream, fold it in, and then you put it into a pie pan. And then you put it into the refrigerator and let it set. Then you make more whipped cream and then put it on top. You slice it up and eat it. Oh, or no, you have to put it in um, graham cracker crust. But it, it, it's delicious. It's no bake. It's great. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you got me started.
1: You got me started, man. Uh, the chat. They talking about food in the chat. All in the chat. They talking about food. Oh yeah, yeah, Caesar, I'm hungry. Caesar so. dressing. Oh, they're giving out they're giving out little uh recipes. <laughs> Ooh, nice. Uh also
0: uh what's your favorite curse word?
1: I say these motherfuckers all the time. So probably <laughs> yeah, that.
0: Yeah. That's oh, the got... blackest shit. I used
1: neck. I used to have that. <laughs> I used to have I wasn't gonna call a <laughs> show. I wasn't the show uh you left shit out was originally going to be called these motherfuckers. But I was like, uh, too much has to be bleeped out. So I changed it. (laughs) I changed it to, uh, that. So that's probably the word I use a lot. I actually don't curse when I'm not upset. I curse use typically I'm upset or, but like in a normal conversation, I don't normally, uh, curse not because I'm it's just it doesn't come up it doesn't come yeah. up it just yeah doesn't I, come
0: up. I I curse less on my channel because I want it to be uh more accessible to people who when they have yes. kids around so they can hear right. it more right. often so that's the reason why I've kind of lowered on it but JB still no, doesn't that makes sense. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so this is going to be a really complex question this is my last question but I really want you know this this one requires some thought but it's a really good question that I love to ask people. So you've lived a long life and you're on your deathbed reflecting on that life. What is the one thought you want people to remember about you?
1: Uh, just for me, like I want people to go, uh, Love, loved here or not, that motherfucker was a real motherfucker. Like he really, like whatever he believed, like he's going ham, and I can yeah. respect that. That's that's it. Like just to be like, nah, he he was real. He was a real one. Like yeah, he was real authentic. Uh, maybe that's a better word. Yeah, he was a, he was authentic. So that's that's what I would want is just to be considered whatever it is. Mm-hmm you know, mm-hmm. whatever space it is that now he, he's, he's a real one. I can depend on him. His word is his bond, that type of thing. Yeah. That was, I know, it's simp- I know it's simple. It's not long, but uh, it's cause I, I mean, I kind of already had, you know, I, I don't know where I answered this question or maybe I have just thought of it. Yeah. I think I thought of it with all the deaths that's happening. I just, I have thought of it just <sighs> thinking like, how do I want people to, remember me i just want people at my funeral going like i hate i hate that motherfucker but i'm here because i respected that motherfucker because he was real about his shit like Mm. that's what i want uh
0: for me yeah there is beauty in the simplicity of that Mm. thank you so much for that cj that was a beautiful answer i appreciate it very much um so yeah, that was actually my last question and you know I, I want to make sure that we end it in respect of your time um,
1: yeah, I forgot um, and I think either somebody messaged me um, I have a stream with Nick starting in like 20 minutes or so oh okay so so I have to go. Mm-hmm. I came along with you not having smoked yet, so I have to go smoke a little bit before, <laughs> I, go, before I go on. No, because I have yeah. to watch. I can't get through the brie Jank interview. It's so oh, infuriating no. to watch. Oh, no. It's such a hard watch, but we're covering that. We're covering that for uh, yeah. this upcoming stream. So I need to. I need to uh, medicate just to not go crazy on this shit. I, I understand, is, man. Yeah, he is terrible, man. Like, he is, like, this interview. I've been trying to watch it, like, three times, and it just gets to parts where I'm like, man, just, if I was just there, this is what I would say. Shut the fuck oh. up, man. Um, yeah. But, yeah, uh, so I'm going to go, and I got to go um, check on my wife uh, yeah, and my I daughter, gotcha. so before the stream starts. Um, But this has been great. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe we should do a part two. So this is just part one. Mm -hmm. We can do another one soon. Um, Yeah, I'll have you back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, so I'm going to check out and go smoke and see about Mm -hmm. the family. This has been Mm -hmm. great. Lots of great people in the chat. Yeah. A lot of the same people. Where Pilgrim. Mm -hmm. Bryce Smith. Yeah, that's for the same people. That's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah, good. So um, good. All right, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna check out JB. It's
0: been wonderful, mm-hmm. sir. Thank you so very much. Also, just to let you everybody know that I actually have the links to CJ's Twitter, Mutual Aid Forever, as well as the link to RBN in the description below. Thank you so much, CJ, for joining me. Much love to you, brother.
1: Absolutely. Thank you.
0: All right. Take care. Bye. Bye okay so that was a great conversation Uh, I just want to thank everybody for being in today Um, so I'm going to be going to the chat to uh, give my salutations to everyone and hellos so CBC voter is in the chat saying CJ and JB so good to see you cbc voter lovely to have you as well all power to the worker says "Uh uh-oh all right anna jackson says hot lava yes hot that tea was hot too i made it a little too hot though i had to let it cool but i finished it all i finished it (laughs) sees black says lol we are laughing look joy is revolutionary keep laughing she's black that's what we need all right tony plow says hey everyone. Where Pilgrim says, hey, everybody, so good to see you. All right. All right, we have AG saying hello. All right. Uh, We have Holly Horn saying hello to you as well, Holly. Bryce saying CJ and JB, what's up? Good to see you. All right. Luigi is saying RBN more than tyt (laughs) thank you so much all right let me see here who else did we have Krona ursa uh do you plan on continuing that project cj oh man i'm sorry i was uh doing the the interview i didn't see that um but thank you so much uh for that as well good to see you Who else is in your the chat? They can say hello to. Oh, yeah. Candles 504 says, So sad. My whole heart goes out to you and for your son losing his friend in such an awful way. Yeah, there's a lot of us. And the thing is, what the thing I hate is that not only did it happen to him, but it's stuff like this is so so common among us, especially workers and poor people, that we go through this stuff, you know. So yeah, it's pretty bad. Kat Terrell is in a chat. Good to see you. It says it can sometimes be perceived as a compliment when someone says you're so articulate intelligent, must be a lawyer, etc. But learn it can also be a overall racial insult. Yeah, yeah, that can happen too. Some people just don't realize it though. So sometimes you have to give people grace in that. And uh sometimes some people just don't know the inner workings, you know. Um and but they're trying. And if they, you know, learn from it and they continue to grow from that, I think that's important. So like uh, like Nick always says, there's no such thing as a perfect ally. But you know, just like I try to be an ally to women and trans people, but I'm no, I'm not perfect. But I, I keep trying and I learn as much as I possibly can. All right. Creative Experiments is in the chat. So good to see you as well. All right. Who else did we have that I didn't get to say hello to? All right. Leroy is in the chat with all love. That's good. All right. No, 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 no. I I can't. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't because it's kind of hard to talk with a CPAP on you. So (laughs) the pale horse says, hey, everybody, we have a comrade being held in Fulton County, Georgia, trumped up on possession charges Need to help uh, bail them out asap. Is this the is this the dude that was uh that was put on for marijuana possession? And I think they're trying to basically throw the book at him. I think that's what it is. But yeah, I'm just trying to catch up with some of the chat. Um, but yeah, that. That's not right. Let me see. See. Arcane, good to see you. Says I agree with Jay. Watching TYT interview with Bree was really hard to watch. Had to turn it off five times and even skip quite a bit. I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna do a stream about that. I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna watch the whole thing. Jeez. And I'm gonna to react to it. Uh I think I'm gonna do it late night. I think I'm gonna do it later this evening. Because you know, I can't right now because I have a prior engagement, but I think I'm gonna watch it and react to it. But I can't do it too late because I have dialysis in the morning, but yeah. It's gonna be interesting. I already have I already watched like a 10 minute clip of it. I'll give you guys my thoughts in a stream, but yeah, Raziel, the great. So good to see you as well. And thank you. Smash the like, I should do a like check just like CJ always does. (laughs) Oh, let me see. Hang on. Let me see. Uh, right now, I think I'm good on likes keep, you know, if, I mean, if you guys would like to, you know, uh, you know, you know, give, you know, about 10 likes, 10 more likes. Uh, if we can do that, that'd be great. Um, so thank you so much. Um, thank you so much for that, Raziel. Yeah, watch for something that will make you calm. Bree was so calm and composed. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, there's times where I, I wish that, I think sometimes it's best for some people to really like not necessarily be rude but allow their assertiveness to show forth to shut somebody down um i'm not very good at that i'm gonna be honest with you i am not a very confrontational person i despise confrontation um so But I, the amount of hubris and the amount of condescension that I saw really just turned me off. And I'm talking about from Chink. That amount of condescension and hubris uh, is one of the reasons why the left can be divided as much as it is. I'm going to say that at least. Uh, that's one thing I will say before, you know, before I ever get on and do my my stream and reacting to it, but yeah. Uh, John Schmidt says, people unhurt by sanctions, including, but are not limited to, is really landlords, bankers, and monopolies. Yeah. Not sure uh, where that came from, but I do agree that. Uh, Sanctions are not good for the working people. Jenna Colby, good to see you, says, I don't want you to put TYT on my recommends. So I'll watch whatever clip's throwing around. Amen. (laughs) Raziel the Great says, JB, if the ratio is off, just industry. (laughs) Nah, the ratio's not off. It's actually a a good ratio, to be honest with you. Um, So I am glad. Uh, take care of VS Adams. Uh good to see you here. I'm gonna be ending in a minute or so myself, actually. Um <clears throat> Brett Hudgens says, I so want Brianna Joy Gray to turn her camera off every time Chang spoke, which would mimic his lack of respectfulness. Yeah. That could be one way of doing it. Hmm. but yeah so um later this week i will be continuing my reading of dirty truths by michael Parenti. so we're going to be continuing on that and we're now officially in chapter two i'll be doing chapter two part two of the reading in Dirty choose by Michael Parenti later this week here on YouTube, and if you guys are interested on my Rockfin channel, I will be continuing the reading of Blood in My Eye by George Jackson. We'll be continuing that reading, and um, we're we're basically in the middle of the book. So, and it's been getting really good. And I'm gonna be honest with you. After reading this book, this book reminds me of CJ in so many so many ways it really does like it's like a get shit done type of book and so if you guys really want to hear uh you know the reading for this blood in my eye by george jackson i highly recommend that you go to my uh my rockfin channel by the same name jb font and you guys can take a look at it there uh it's it's a good book i'll i'll just leave it at that um When does JB read blood in my eye? It, I, I do it every week. It's on my it's on my Rockfin channel. Uh in fact, let me go to my uh damn. Okay. I don't wanna leave this. Uh yeah, it's it's Rockfin, but I have my um my my username, JB font in Rockfin. So you can just go there. Uh, it, I read Blood in My Eye once a week. Uh, I read so uh, so that's what I do on there. It's it's been a really good book. I'm I'm literally in the middle of it. Actually, yeah, I'm literally in the middle of it right now. Um. Brent says, I think RB and you should do non-reaction videos and focus on why not focusing on chink is a better idea. Don't ruin the surprise. <laughs> um, I don't have a particular day like I should. I should have a particular day, but I don't. And it's not live stream. It's just an upload. It's a recording. It's an upload. So it's not a live stream at all. Um, But uh, I... I uploaded Saturday, so, um, but yeah, so that's what I have so far. Uh, can I recommend books for you to read on YouTube? You can, um, I already have my next book that I want to read after Blood in My Eye, um, that I already have set in my mind already, but you can definitely do some recommendations. Uh, I re- I welcome it. Uh e- emo G says I sometimes find myself engaging with anti-force to vote folks just to see if I can explain to them how they're missing the point and being used to sabotage movement efforts and momentum. Okay, thank you so very much. Yeah, um, a lot of times people go, "Well, what's the plan uh, for force to vote?" And it's like, OK, so when you're forcing the vote, then you're letting people know who truly is for the people and who isn't. Even if it's kind, of, even if the person is just voted for it for the sake of looking good. Well, now you can hold them to that account. And that was the the, the point of forcing the vote, because anybody really can just, you know, do uh what's the correct word um they can co-sign on the bill right they can sign on to it and be like well i'm a co-sponsor of the bill the thing is that it's like no 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 when point come you know when a point comes to when it's literally forced you know by a speaker of the house to put it on the floor for a vote are they going to do it and then you can hold them to that and if not, then if they're not going to, you know, uh, vote for it, then you can always, you know, have somebody who will push for it, and including two, but not limited, but including two people who are vote- who are third party who will be like, look, these Democrats, they're not going to do it, but I'm a third party, I'll do it, and that was the main point, selling point of forcing the vote. It's basically, are you willing to actually fight for it? Are you willing to get bumped and bruised over it? are you willing to really go after people for it, right? And so, you know, you have some people who are like, but then after that, what? Well, then now you know who's really for it and who's really against. Like everybody knew that Kamala Harris was a co-sponsor of Medicare for all, but what about now, right? So now you can vote for it and be like, well, I voted for Medicare for all, right? And even still, that can still be used as a tool, and then they can, you know, back off on it and renege on it. But at least it's on record, right? At least it's, it's in there, you know. But, you know, that was also at a time when I was more, you know, I had more faith. Not Well, yeah, I have more faith in pushing electoralism. My faith in electoralism is now down to I just push it just a little bit. And third parties, but I think you know, more direct action is the best way to go. So but yeah, I still think force the fourth to vote is better than nothing. So <laughs> Yep, actually, you always trying to get me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh <laughs> what the what the hell? got <laughs> gato <laughs> Hey hey welcome back <laughs> Oh my lord oh my goodness what what are you guys saying on my chat? Are you trying to defile my chat? Oh my goodness <laughs> Bryce Smith says she said it to take votes from Bernie, I knew she was never for it. This is about the Medicare. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course she was trying to do it, just take votes from Bernie. And, you know, know, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't care who passes, uh, you know, I don't care who passes single-fair health care, as long as it gets passed. I think that's the point that a lot of people don't realize. I didn't care if, because remember when Donald Trump was like, well i think we should start giving medicare to everybody remember when he said that a lot of us who are on the left were like do it do it we don't care i don't care look you can call it trump care for all we for all i know i don't care just give it to us single pair give and, and include make it comprehensive with dental vision long term care give it to call it trump care i don't care just give it to us Do it. You want to, you want, you want to tax all the wealthy people just to pay for it? Go ahead. Do it. It's like, it's just like, if I'm in a car accident, I don't care who you are. Just get me out of the burning car. Right. That's what matters. It's the saving of lives. It's the saving of people. It's to not have that, that, that that barrier of cost or profit between people and actually getting healthcare that's that's the whole point i don't care who passes housing first housing first policy i don't care because it's literally saving lives i don't care who passes a bill to decrease the military budget by like 75% i don't care who does it as long as it gets done i don't care who passes a bill Or a law that makes it that that gives tax breaks to co-ops and levies a heavier tax on companies that 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 are headed by just a corporate executives and and shareholders i don't care if you're going to be the type of person that levies a tax i'm sorry that that gives tax breaks and, and subsidies Towards companies that actually have employees in a co-op, and that makes them that that democratizes their workplace. Okay, I don't care. Do it because it's the policy. See, the thing is that class loyalty and policy loyalty is really is what will move things, and then and then getting your ass out in the street and making sure that the pressure's on that's that's the only thing that i really care about right and so that's really what i i think when it comes to policy positions you know and this is why i look at third parties and i'm like okay they want reparations for black people okay cool they also want a universal health care system for everybody okay cool they want to save this planet so that we actually have a future. Okay, good. Let's do it. The duopoly, they tell you exactly what they're about. They constantly are telling you what they're about. The problem is there's some people that just don't listen. That's their issue. But yeah. Exactly. Thank you. Brent said, oh, he said, Bryce is right. And the additional part of the equation is that neither Medicare for all candidate would win if the votes divide. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm going to be doing the reading later this week, and I'm trying to make sure that I stay on the ball on that. Uh, Also, just a thank you to everybody who has been. You know uh a a contributor to patreon to coffee people have been sending me random mutual aid that i definitely need but thank you so much to doing that uh again uh cj's uh links are in the description below if you want to you know link up to him through his twitter uh he also has mutual aid forever as well so that is a great foundation also link up to that as well as to the RBN YouTube channel. So uh, make sure to do that. Also, if you are watching me on Rockfin, I also encourage that. If you're watching on Rockfin, please also make sure to leave me a like. And also, what do you guys think about some of the things that CJ said uh, in, the, in the comments? What are, what are your thoughts, uh, especially about, you know, uh, about those of us that are working class that, you know, a lot of times, You know, as you saw with CJ, when it rains, it pours, right? Uh, Same thing that happens to me. Same thing. Like, hey, look at what happened to my, you know, I think about people like my grandmother. Like when it rained, it poured. When it came to her, she lost her house that she owned for 50 years, right? Because of the system and the way it operates. You know what I mean? My mom is going to be 71. She's never owned a home in her life. What about people like her? You know, when it rains, it pours. You have so many different things that happen. You know, uh, so, uh, you know, why do we live in a system that continuously adds on to the pain that we already have? Life is full of pain just as a human being alone. Why are we exacerbating the pain through a system which uh, pulls people in as far as uh, exploiting them and then leaves them in the dirt? like a piece of used toilet paper, right? So, you know, what is your thoughts on that? You know, please make sure to put that in the comments as well. Um yep says, Hey, JB, did you know that Bill Nye, the science guy is against mass transit rail heard him on a rolling stone interview? Wait, Bill Nye, the science guy. Bill, 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 and I decide that Bill, the one who I used to watch every single Sunday when I was a when I was a kid, before I, you know, right before I watched Zena, uh, that guy is against mass transit rail that would take more cars off the road and take more. Uh, that would take yeah, decrease the amounts of carbon dioxide that we actually have in the air thus helping us save against climate change that guy the one that we could start using electricity and we would need to mine less lithium from you know other countries so that means that would leave us to having a better foreign policy so we wouldn't have to go abroad to take resources out of these com- out of these countries for the oil fields and we can actually save ourselves? That, that, Bill Nye, really? Ah, <laughs> oh, boy. Capitalism, I tell you. Mm. Who is he getting paid by, I wonder? Anywho. So, yeah, so uh, it is time for me to mosey on. I just want to say to all of you, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for being my teachers, because that's what you guys are. Mwah, mwah. Uh, uh. uh, please make sure to water your plants. Water yourselves. Go to RBN right now. Because I think Nick and CJ are about to go live. Leave the world better than you found it. Smoke them if you got them. I know CJ is. (laughs) Shout out to you, brother. Also, if you got something to eat, eat them. Hey, look. And if you got some candy. Oh, look. This is that church lady candy. See? That church lady candy. You know what I'm saying? That's when she also got that mixed with the with the breath mints, too. But the breath mints are usually the last ones in the church lady. She got, usually got it in a little Ziploc bag. she bring it for the kids in church. Anyway, eat some church lady candy. All right? Including the Warther's Originals. Those can come in clutch, too. Mwah! Forehead kisses to every single one of you and you and you and you. And you.
2: And I, I
0: will always love you,
2: <laughs> oh.